celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Dom DeLuise on the way. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Jamie, Amy. Jamie, what, what is it? Amy or Jamie? Let's Amy. <laughs> Jamie, Amy, what can we do for you today? Yes, I just got a new cat, and I have a lot of houseplants, and I'm worried about my cat eating them. Ooh, that is actually a good, valid worry. That's a problem. Cats, not all cats will nibble on your plants, but some cats will. And people wonder why your cat eats plants. When they, you know, think of cats in the wild and before they were domesticated, they eat meat. Why, why would a cat eat plants? But what happens is in the, in the wild, they would eat mice and things like that who had the mice had eaten plants, so they were eating vegetation. So the- Does, Doesn't it help them with their digestion? It does. So they need vegetation. What you can oh. do is buy, they make, they sell like special catnip plants. Oh, a special plant. Yes, it's a special plant. This Where would your- you buy those at? You can usually get them at most pet stores, and you can get them already grown, or you can get them from seeds. And a lot of uh, farmers' market will sell like, uh, what would yeah, they call those? square foot. Yeah, square foots of them, and... But be careful, because if you do suspect your cat has eaten a plant, you want to make sure it's not poisonous. Um, one thing to do is to go on the Internet and get a list of all the different plants. Like all the lilies are poisonous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lilies are poisonous. And if you do think your cat has eaten a plant, you want to see what part of the plant it's eaten, because sometimes the... Leaves are poisonous. Sometimes it's just the stem. Sometimes it's just the flower. It's not always the whole plant. So find out if he does eat a plant, part of a plant. Find out what part it's eaten. Call your veterinarian and tell him what kind of a plant and what part. And you may or may not have to worry about it. Your but you better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So just just kind of keep him out of his way. And I know one that's really bad. A lot of people keep the aloe vera plant in their house. Because they can just break it off when they have little cuts and scrapes. And stuff. Yeah, I have that outside. Okay, outside because that is very poisonous for oh. cats. So that okay. is, you don't want to have that in there. But just keep them out of reach. Give your cat its own plant to chew on so it'll stay away from yours. And uh, try to get the poisonous ones out of the house and out of its reach. And go online and just check them out. Okay. okay. Thanks for calling, Jamie Amy. No problem. Thank you. one 405 if you want Miss Know-It-All. Judy, who <laughs> seems to have an answer to everything, uh, to answer your questions. Give us a call now. are so lucky within just a few minutes. The world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, the Russian dog wizard, will be joining us and answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405. We create this live magic link. Magic link. A little fairy dust. I wish you could see this now. Magic link to Michigan, where Vlade is hanging out right now. Are you getting ready, Vlade? Yes, I am. And today I'm going to talk about why democracy and the welfare, which is two beautiful words, can be the worstest two words when we're dealing with our pets. And today I'm going to reveal the secret how you can train even your spouse as the dog. (laughs) Oh, I got to hear this. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Von Krauss. Hi, Von. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? From Stevensville, Michigan. Stevensville, Michigan. Are you listening on the internet or on a radio station? On the radio station, 1060. 1060. I'm trying to think what station. That must be out of Benton Harbor. WHFB. Yeah. Very good. What can we do for you today, Vaughn? Well, I listen to your program every day. Good. Uh, excuse me, every week. 
and I have a problem with my kitty. Oh no! What what kind of kitty do you have? Well, she's she's twelve years old. Uh huh. Okay. She's all black. She's female, and she's she's really a sweetheart. Uh huh. Have you have you owned her or been her garden guardian for the last twelve years? Six years. Six of those years. Okay. And we I got her from a girl from work, and she. Um, She's never been mistreated her whole life. Okay. But the last two, two and a half, three months, she comes to our bedroom door, and the the door can be open or it can be closed, and she'll take, she's declawed. Mm-hmm. All fours. Oh, no. She'll, she'll take her right paw, and she'll, like she's pounding on the door, and she pounds so hard it sounds like somebody's pounding on the door. Is she trying to get in, or is she trying to scratch? I, I think she's wanting to, us to get up. Yeah. Because um, when you make a noise in the bed, uh-huh. she'll stop, and then if you act like you're going to get out of bed, she'll run. Mm. Do, do you get out of bed? Sometimes I do, and then when I do, she's done gone. Sounds like she's got you trained pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning now she was she got us got me up at quarter to four. Now, do you feed her when you get up? Uh, I gave her a handful of food, but then when she, I go back to bed and she'll come back and do it the same thing. And when I get up to feed her, uh-huh. the food's still laying on the floor and she doesn't eat it. So it's not food that she wants. No, unfortunately, it's you that she wants. She wants a playmate. Cats are nocturnal. They like to be awake during the night, and they want someone to play with, and they want you to get up with them. So. But she, she never she never used to do this until the last three months. Well, then she's just found something she's that she loves about out. you <laughs> a lot more. It just usually takes one night of you getting up, and that's all it takes, and she figures she can do this on a regular basis. And if you enforce it with food or something uh, that, that uh, she thinks all she has to do is scratch at the door, and you're going to get up and give her food or play with her, then it's going to be something that she'll probably do every night mm-hmm. until you teach her otherwise. Uh-huh. And I've got two toys that she plays with a lot, hang uh, pasted on the uh, doorways mm-hmm. across from our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll go and play with them, but most of the time she just wants us off. Yeah, what you've got to do is, I know it's hard, but you have to ignore her. It's like a baby that cries, that just wants you to go in there and pick it up out of its crib. You've got to learn. When she does that, ignore her. It might take a couple few of days weeks. or a couple weeks, but eventually she'll learn that her training of you is not working. You know, I was afraid that she might, you know, bruise her paw. She won't do anything that's going to harm herself. She'll know her own limits. And it may sound like she's really tearing up her paws in the door, but it's it's really hard. You just got to just ignore her, and she'll eventually learn that her trick is not going to work with you. Uh-huh. Cause she, she is such a sweetheart. We just love her to death. Mm, I understand because I have one of these at home, too. <laughs> it's hard when they come around at 4 o'clock in the morning to ignore them, especially when they do things cute and they bring toys and they want nothing more than you to get up and be with them. Uh-huh. Don't do it or you'll do it for the rest of your life. It's funny because cats really need uh, they sleep three quarters of the day or excuse me two thirds of the day yet it seems like the only time they're up is when we're asleep i try to keep my cat up during the day so he'll sleep at night 
Yeah, and whenever I catch her sleeping, I'll say, baby, I said, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. <laughs> you can also try playing with her just before you go to bed for about 15 minutes. See if you can wear her out. See if she'll sleep in a little longer, too. Uh-huh. It sounds like uh, of all the problems that you could have, you have a pretty good one. Uh, so. yeah, if you don't like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Health is okay. A wonderful 12-year-old cat. It sounds like life is not that bad. No, but she, because she is such a sweetheart. We just love her so much. Very good. Well, you know what? I do have some kooky catnip. Can I send her some? I'm going to send your little kitty some kooky catnip uh, from the kooky catnip company. Okay? Okay, that would be fine. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second. Okay. 1-866-405-8405. Dom DeLuise. On the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. Flabacin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flabacin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flabacin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com. And find peace of mind today. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Oh, yeah, it's Animal Radio. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener, thank you. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets every weekend right here. If you're a Caesar Milan fan, in just a few minutes, we're actually going to give him a call. Give him a call at home. Hope he's around and ask him what he thinks about the new pet breed ban legislation. Let's first go to the phones. Hi, who's this? This is Lee. Hi, Lee. How you doing? Just fine. I'm a new listener from a friend of mine. Just just found your channel by accident. Good. Uh, I have a little uh, seven year old Yorkie. She'll be eight in uh, April first. Oh. 
and uh, she's not eating. When did she stop eating? Oh, uh, about a week ago. She's not eating uh, anything? Well, just bits and pieces here and there, you know. It's just not her regular dog food. We used to feed her that little Caesars. Yeah. And uh, it's that chicken flavored. She loves chicken, but we, we even tried human food. She's not doing that either. Have you been to the vet yet? No. Is she acting differently other than not eating? No, she's acting the same, and she's in, she's not losing weight or nothing. She's just normal size. But mm. And she's going to the bathroom. Right, correct. She's doing her normal thing like she's supposed to. Yeah, you know, as I got older, I just got more finicky, too, just what I wanted. It may take uh, going out and finding just a good new food that she likes. You know, a dog can eat the same food for years, and then all of a sudden, they stop eating. Has that ever happened to you? you you're eating food. Oh, uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh, it can happen to animals, too. And as long as she's eating and she's going to the bathroom, you might want to play around with some different foods and see if you can adjust her diet to something that she does like. Okay, we've also tried science diet. She don't like that either. You know, there's so many great foods out there. Just when you look for something on a label, make sure it has usually the meat first or a protein, not anything with grains, cornmeal, or byproducts or anything. Yeah, if you're seeing cornmeal or wheat gluten, any of the top first ingredients, that's not a real healthy diet. You want to definitely okay. have a protein. Canine caviar, yes. I'd recommend their food. They're very healthy. They have a lot of protein, not a bunch of junk in it, and you can find them at most pet stores. Canine okay, caviar. one other question. What is your guys' hours on your shows? On XM, you're, t you're talking about. It's uh, between 12 and 2 Eastern on Saturdays and 9 and 11, 9 and 11 a.m. Eastern on Sundays. Okay, thank hey, you. Where are you calling from? Are you driving? Uh, I'm in Kansas. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Have a great day. one 405 8405 Welcome back to Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every week. Hopefully you're sitting there right there with your animal, your dog, your cat, your goldfish, your skunk, your chia pet. Hey, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. 1-866-405-8405 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. I believe we have the world famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, joining us. Vlade, are you there? Yes, I am. It's a rough world out there, son. It's dog eat dog. All right, you ready? Please listen. Now, your host at Animal Radio, Vlade, the Russian dog wizard, the man behind the system and the phenomenon of the dog world. He's widely known as an international star in the dog training field. The former KGB dog trainer, Vlade, can turn the most notorious canines from around the world into loving companions. When Vlade speaks... Everyone listens. <laughs> Our production department working overtime. We're linking Thank to you, you live so in Michigan, by the way. Listeners need to know we're talking to you live in Michigan. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, who is this? Hi, my name is Candace. Hi, Candace. How are you doing? I'm great, and I need a little bit of assistance with my little angel over here. Okay, where are you calling from? Uh, Westlake Village, California. Very good. You are on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Hello, Vlade. Candace. Hello, hello. Let me sort it out your problems. Go ahead. 
Thank you. We seem to have a combination of things going on. We live in a townhome complex that starting about three weeks ago, they were tenting some of the homes here for for bugs. So uh, there are a lot of workmen around, and they're putting tents over houses, and so things seem a little bit unusual. Along with that, at the same time, we've got tree trimmers working in the trees, and they're trimming off the branches. I'm now having uh, several problems with my dog. She is afraid to go outside because at first there were a lot of strange noises going on. Then I'm starting to have a concern that perhaps with all the tinting going on, that some of the toxins around might be affecting her. This morning I tried walking her. I can barely get her down uh, even the driveway. She won't go out to the public street. I can't get her to go and do things normal. Things have quieted down. Do you think it could be that the toxin has affected her? Is it that she's spooked? What do you think? Candace, uh, let's be sorted out. How old is your dog? She is six years old. Uh, What breed? She is an Irish Terrier and a very mild one. Uh, Honestly, this is the the best dog I've ever had in my life. Yes, and uh, how normally your dog react to every uh, strange noises? I mean, if somebody sharply knock the door or something will fall from the sky, hopefully not. How she's react? She'll go aggressive and she'll bark. She goes barks. Okay. Uh, now, uh, how would you uh, uh, describe her personality? If she's shy a little bit or she's more alert or assertive, how would you describe it in one word? It's depend- inside the house, extremely easy to get along with, very calm and wonderful. Outside, outside. If, I'm, if I'm walking her, she is very she watches me to make sure no one gets near me and no one harms me. She is that's, a rescued dog, and that's that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so I she really it. watches to protect me. I am like for the like some type of the psychic hotline right now. I am really percepting what is the problem is. Uh, first of all, about your personality, Candace. Candace, you are a very nice person. You are a wonderful person. Unfortunately, <laughs> the people like you sometimes people and dogs uh, confuse such type of the kindness for weakness. I believe your dog is the very nice dog, but a little bit on the insecure side. I believe that dog requires strong, confident leadership, and if the dog does not percept that leadership, she became even more hyper and more insecure and maybe aggressive because she thinks she needs to take care of a lot of things. So I strongly believe that uh, you need to increase the confidence in your dog in generally by uh, doing some type of the obedience training with her. Put the color on leash and do first in the area where she feels comfortable. I think in your home environment. Let's go sit, stay, calm down, slowly, confident, comf- uh, with the great attitude and focusing on control exercise like sit, stay, down, stay. After that, go, please do it outside in your backyard and after that when she's already knows all the things take her uh, up front where you had some type of the problem before and tell her don't suck into to type of the behavior say, oh that's okay no just say let's go and have this attitude like like the opera you know what opera when the opera walks 
Oprah walks like the Russian tank, you know, with the attitude. You know the Russian tank attitude? It's like, where's those Americans? You know, that type of the attitude. Just say, let's go. And the dog is already knows this commands. So it's easy to distract the dog and on your front yard. In other words, you're telling her, I know, I don't know what you've got in your mind. I'm not right now in the mood of this type of a propaganda. Just let's go with me and uh, you'll be fine. Now when she's following you, prepare with you kalbasa, cheese, st- and, and stop, uh, uh, kneel down, uh, give her love, give her cheese, give her kalbasa, polished kalbasa with garlic works wonderful under that circumstance. <laughs> it work wonderful you- for me. Yeah, but without vodka, please. Enough to, <laughs> enough to get up and say, "Come on, let's go. We gotta go again." And I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very busy right now. I cannot just kiss and hug you for this type of the behavior. In other words, don't feel for her. The thoughts are very transmittable. You never, you never uh, can just uh, thought about someone and that someone or called you or something else happened. It's just amazing. If I had more time, I would explain explain to you, we did a lot of experiments back in Russia, uh, we kind of put the owner and the dog in the different part of the town, and the owner did something like, and uh, the dog felt that cameras were set up all over like KGB, but you know we really, really, I mean, those thoughts are very, very perceptible, in other words you have to be confident you have to be the opera, you have to run the show, you have to have owning attitude exude power and authority and again, check my website vladi.com, or it's hard to pronounce it hard to remember v-l-a-d-a-e you know what easy would be just control your pet.com and you can find the dvd obedience for life uh that would be best solution for you in this situation and of course don't forget about polish kalbasa with garlic <laughs> but with no vodka got it very interesting thank you so much appreciate it one 405 8405 okay here's the email that i was looking at just came in a few minutes ago vladi it says uh, dear hal and judy i wanted to let you know how much i enjoy your show with the dog wizard now of course i had to write back immediately and say it's a world famous russian dog okay. wizard yeah thank you uh she goes on to say please ask vladi if he can train husbands also Ooh. <laughs> you know, train husband, <laughs> train husbands and dogs has a lot of uh, similarity. You know, the more attention you give both of them, the less you will get in return, and the less attention, the more dear it will be. But motivation is the key. Let me ask you, Hale, what do you think what is, would be greatest motivation for the male? Uh, uh, you probably think you, I, know, I know what you uh, yeah. you probably think food, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. but for the real male is the sex is the great motivation. People were using the cookie for the dog training. Use the sex as the cookie. If your dog, if your husband obey you, use use the give him a sex. If he doesn't. No sex. Ah. I'm taking notes over here. I'm writing all this stuff down. Well, now, if, he's, if, if your husband's neutered... Uh, no, it, it's it, a different story. Okay. The food would be best. The food, that, that's, that's the American saying where the... What is it? The way to the man's heart goes through the stomach. That would be better off, I think. I got also great email from uh, Mary from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. She said, Vladi, I want to buy your shirt. Could you could you translate me? What could it be? I mean, uh, I want to that, buy your. I want, I want to buy your shirt. I don't know. Oh. I think that's a come on. I think yeah. she uh, has the hot. I'm for not you. sure what it is, but I think it's a great idea. We need to create some type of the souvenirs and maybe get some shirts with the 
um, sign like obedience for life. I like every that. woman, <laughs> every woman that can give to her their husbands or boyfriends on the wedding ceremony and make sure they're obedient for life. <laughs> Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. 1-866-405-8405. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill on Animal Radio. More than a year after the biggest pet food recall began, sales of wet pet food continue to struggle, and many products are still missing from store shelves. At least 20% of recalled products, mostly wet foods, have yet to return, and 10% of those recalled products have been discontinued. That's according to PetSmart, the nation's number one pet food chain. While sales of dry food grow, sales of wet are still off at least 25% from their pre-recall levels. That's according to Dave Boland, the chief merchandising officer at Petco, the number two chain in the country. Both chains say sales of dry pet food have fared much better, especially premium and natural brands, and both chains are devoting more floor space to the more expensive foods. Menu Foods, a contract manufacturer that made most of the recalled products, launched a recall a year ago after cats and dogs were sickened or died after eating food containing contaminated ingredients imported from China. The recall affected hundreds of products, including high- and low-end brands. It was the first recall in a series involving imported products that focused attention on the safety of the U.S. food supply and how vigorously U.S. companies check suppliers, especially those from China. Pet food makers of all sizes say they've since tightened safeguards. Number one, Nestle Purina Pet Care, for instance, no longer imports Chinese wheat gluten, the tainted ingredient in many of those recalled foods. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Not your father's pet talk, Animal Radio. Five things your vet won't tell you on the way. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Irene. Hi, Irene. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. So good to talk to you. You too. Where, Where are you calling from? Cerritos, California. You must listen on either Coast or K-Big. I'm on Coast. Very good. Well, we thank you for listening to Animal Radio. What can we do for you? Well, I would. I, I heard the, the broadcast of the woman that wrote the book. What was it? Cat Confidential? Did oh, I get... the, the one with the English accent. The, the lady with the English accent? Vicki yeah. Halls. Yes. You like that? Would you like a copy of the book? I would love it. I'd love to talk to that lady. I'm having... Uh, <laughs> A, a behavior problem with one of mine, and um, you know, I I need to talk to somebody about. It, I what, guess what kind of behavior problem are you having? Well, my oldest male uh-huh. Siamese, 
has suddenly, in the last few months, decided he hates, he hates the other four cats. All of them. Huh? All of a sudden. Well, kind. I've just noticed it in the last few months, and I, I just realized I had a great big chow chow dog mm. that my Siamese loved. <laughs> Would rub against him and talk to him and lay down next to him. Mm-hmm. Well. Teddy bear had to be put down last February. And it's just come to me that maybe this is what the problem is with Bob the cat, that that he misses his dog. That's absolutely very, very possible. Uh, I know that animals get a great attachment to each other and mourn each other's death, and sometimes they're confused if they don't know exactly what happened. Yeah. I know people that suggest that when animals are being put down that they actually show the other animals uh, that the animal is, is no longer alive, although I've never done that, and I'm not sure I would do that personally. No, I don't think it was hard enough yes. that... I was with Teddy Bear when yeah. he was put down. Yeah. yeah, and that's the way I feel, too. But they can be very upset by by uh, an animal leaving. That's right. Now, Bob also had a brother named Harry, Bob and Harry. Harry had long hair, Bob had short hair. Mm. And Harry had a, a terrible accident, uh, argument with a car, and lost. Mm. So mm. Bob missed Harry terribly for about a week, and I adopted Elmer, and Elmer became Bob's best friend. Oh. Well, then, now, Bob hates Elmer, too. He's, a, he's chased him, he's attacked him, and, and I'm wondering, well, what happened? They used to be good friends, and finally it said, you know, it seems like this has started since Teddy Bear left in February. Well, you know, and there's, there's no way I can part with any of my cats. I, well, you don't, I don't think you have to do that. And, and dynamics do change dramatically. What were you going to say, Judy? Well, I was going to say, sometimes cats can get along. If you have an older cat and you bring a young one in, they'll get along. And But things can change overnight when you when you don't know, when you least expect it, when the younger cat matures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when a, when a cat reaches a certain age, other cats will start having a problem with uh-huh. it. Um, they should all be neutered and spayed. You know, they probably are, right? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's neutered oh, and spayed. Yeah. Um, you don't want to. Um, you don't want to punish them. No. no. You know, and you know, the longer you let the fights go on, the, the harder it's going to be to stop them. What you oh, need no, to do I is. Oh no! I stop them immediately when I hear one of. Usually, the the victim starts hissing and running, <laughs> and uh, what I do is raise my voice, and Bob knows that's a no no, and he uh-huh. stops right now. Yeah, make sure you don't say his name when you raise your raise, and I'm guilty of this. Yes. Raise uh, raise your voice to him just to show him that something's wrong. <laughs> you don't want to associate his name with you being with, angry. Yeah. You know, what I do. What I do is try and growl like yeah. a human. I hear a lot of uh, behaviorists say that. We're going we're gonna to set you up with this book. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Thank you so much for your help. No problem. one 405 Hold on one second. Okay. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Dana. Hi, Dana. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Where are you calling from? Nampa, Idaho. Nampa, Idaho. Listening on... Uh, KFXD. Yeah, I guess that would be KFXD. <laughs> well, how are you doing, Dana? I'm fine, thank you. Um, the question that I had was, um, my husband and I have the opportunity to purchase two litter mates, um, uh-huh. uh, German, German shepherds, uh-huh. and um, we. I, the, I wanted to know if having litter mates, I thought it would be good for their emotional health. 
Uh-huh. Sure. Um, but I also wanted to know if there are any drawbacks as far as the owners go, you know, us being their master. Are they going to be distracted by one another or less loyal to us, less obedient to us if they have one another? Mm, yes. You see, that's what I did with my brothers is we would always gang up on my parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have see, him- and the, the problem is we have pygmy goats. We have three uh, year old pygmy goats. And that's why we wanted to get puppies, because uh-huh. we tried older dogs, and they're like, hmm, there's some lunch, <laughs> breakfast and dinner. So <laughs> so we wanted to start young so we could introduce them to the animals and know that they're not to eat, but they're to help protect. Well, and I what? wondered if that was going to be more difficult with two. You know, you're going to hear both pros and cons for getting litter mates. Um, there are some things you should be aware of. Uh, it depends if they're both males. You could have... A fight for dominancy as they get older. What you want to look for when selecting them is if you can pick a more dominant one, a more, you know, he jumps out, jumps up on everybody, and the other one kind of shies away, kind of opposite personalities. And what they do is when they're growing up with their littermates, they already establish a hierarchy, a dominancy. So if you pick one from one end, one from the other, they've kind of already have decided who's going to be the alpha. Okay. Well, I thought I would kind of um, help in that I picked a male and a female. That would probably be a better idea. Two males, you're going to have more of a problem. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Now I have to worry about how to keep them separated as it gets closer to having her spayed. Yeah, you want to make sure they're both spayed and neutered. Even though you know you don't want to just just one, it's healthy to get them both done. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, you want to you want to neuter the male as well. They actually live longer. Oh, okay. They're not as aggressive. They don't tend to stray as much, and it doesn't affect their personality. Oh, good. I did not know that, so I appreciate that information. Yeah. They are going to rely on each other. It's kind of nice that they have the companionship, but you need to still establish you're the alpha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one puppy is a lot of work. Two puppies is double the work. They'll have each other, but you don't want them to become so dependent upon each other. Right. You don't want them to, when you separate them, you don't want them to cry. They've got to be with the other one. So you want to spend time with each one of them separate. You want to train them separately, do a basic commands, and just take them out different times so they learn that they're not always together. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, what have you named them yet? Well, we we think we know what we want to name them. <laughs> we uh, we wanted to name the girl Echo and the boy Ranger. Oh, Aww. those are great names. It sounds like you've done your research. We're going to actually send you some toys for the new kids when they finally move in, as well as uh, a couple of books that might help you out with this. Okay. That would be just so much appreciated. We are just so anxious. We it's like having a new baby. My kids are like. <laughs> Is it time yet? Is it time yet? So Well anyway. that is it is a very exciting time. And of course remember it, cherish it because I look back at my dogs when they were little puppies and now they're big grown grown uh, slobbers. <laughs> what they, they slobber all over now. Hold on, Dana. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Yeah, thank you. One eight six six four oh five eight four oh five. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animal.
animals are people too. A woman says her two-year-old golden retriever saved her life by giving her a doggy version of the Heimlich maneuver. 45-year-old Debbie Parkers was home with her two dogs when she suddenly choked on a chunk of apple she was eating. She unsuccessfully tried performing the Heimlich on herself, but the apple was still firmly stuck in her windpipe. She tried beating her chest, and before she knew it, Toby, her golden retriever, jumped up, putting his front feet on her shoulders, and knocked her to the ground. Toby then began jumping up and down on her chest until the apple came out. A friend arrived and drove Debbie to the hospital. She says she still has some bruise marks from Toby's doggy Heimlich, but she'll be okay. While some skeptics doubt Toby knew what he was doing, and others think that maybe Toby just wanted a piece of apple, Debbie believes the golden retriever she and her husband rescued from a dumpster knew exactly what he was doing. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Flabless keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Did you know the dog can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans. Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. And welcome back to Animal Radio. Hal and Judy. Uh, phones are ringing white hot. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We'll go back to them in just a few minutes. Also, Dom DeLuise going to be joining us in a few minutes. He's a big bird lover, isn't he? Oh, he does. He loves his birds. Also, the world famous Russian dog wizard. That, of course, would be Vlade. He'll be joining us, answering your questions at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And I believe I wanted to call Caesar Milan right now. You know, okay. there's a lot of breed legislation going on, and I wanted to ask. Him what he thought about it, if that's okay. Dial him up. Dial out code. A long distance code. Pin code. Fire code. Code of ethics. <laughs> code on blue. Ooh, hungry. And just some random numbers. Let's just hopefully hopefully he's home after dialing this. All these numbers here. Yeah, I hope you have redial in case he's not. Hello? Hi, Caesar. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Let's see, it's been about a year since... I love animal radio. I know. You're a regular. Thank you, guys. 
We're with Caesar Milan, the new book, Be the Pack Leader, of course, a, a new season of Dog Whisper on the National Geographic channel. A lot of news recently about dog maulings and breed ban legislation. In Michigan, uh, I believe the latest place where there's been some children that have been mauled, a lot of people are pointing towards the breed. Do you feel that is the case? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's unfair to, to, to judge a, a, a dog or a breed, in this case, because there is no knowledge behind instinct. It's all reaction. You know, Petey from the Little Rascal is a pit bull. He became an actor. You know, so it's not the breed. It's the human behind the dog. But how easy it is just to, to say, okay, let's ban this dog and let's create fear and ignorance among society. Mm. That's, that's where we are going to end up. Are a there? whole bunch of fearful people and a whole bunch of ignorant people because they believe it's the breed. It's not the breed. My dog, my personal dog is a, is a pit bull that I take everywhere for that particular reason. That said, are there certain breeds that are easier for humans to neglect and turn into angry dogs? What? Any dog can become uh, aggressive, you know, okay. any, any dog. So in the book, I, I, I show the power of the breed and what we're supposed to do with the power. You know, we're supposed to channel the power into something positive. Uh, you know, you can't just chain a dog regardless of the breed and expect balance or keep him in the backyard and expect balance. He needs exercise. He needs to be challenged psychologically. And, of course, he needs affection after that. But, you know, expectations are high and fulfillment is low, you know. But then we blame the dog. It's, it's unfair. Get the book. Be the Pack Leader. It's an awesome book. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for your blessings. Well, of course. Caesar Milan, ladies and gentlemen, on Animal Radio. Hold Thank on you, one guys. second. In April 1961, the Russian cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin was the first man to orbit the Earth. However, he was not the first in space. A female had orbited the Earth three years earlier. On November 3, 1957, Laika, a 6-pound female Samoyed terrier mixed dog from the streets of Moscow, blasted her way into the hearts of the world when she became the first Earthling to orbit our home planet in the Russian satellite Sputnik 2. News of the brave pup spread quickly and the world watched in awe as the space age was ushered in. But sadder news spread also as it was revealed that the Russians, in their political haste to be the first in space, had not yet developed the technological means that would allow them to return the courageous Laika safely back to Earth. As the news broke that Laika would not return from space, Response from around the world ranged from sadness to outrage. In the United Kingdom, all friends of dogs were asked to observe a minute of silence every day that Laika was scheduled to be in space. Animal rights groups called on their members to stage protests at Russian embassies. In addition to Laika, the Russians trained other dogs for their space program. As would be expected of most dogs, training and attention produced loyalty and dedication to their tasks, although two of the dogs did run away before their appointed flight time, while the others willingly got aboard rockets which lifted them into the unknown frontier of space. Of the 13 dogs the Russians sent into space, five lost their lives in service to the Russian cause. One dog, Strelka, orbited the Earth 18 times in August of 1961 and later gave birth to six healthy puppies. One of the puppies, named Pushinka, was given to President Kennedy as a gift. Pushinka's offspring are still members of the Kennedy family today. Of all the animals sent into space over the past decades, 
Laika was the only traveler whose safe return to Earth was not accommodated. Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev's insistence on launching a flight to correspond with the 40th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution caused the Russian scientists to sacrifice the technology necessary for Laika's safe return. The official version of Laika's flight was that she would be fed tainted food and by the end of the 10-day journey would die peacefully. Yet immediately after the flight, the Russians concluded that Laika had died after four days due to overheating in the spacecraft. That remained the official word for 40 years until October of 2002 when a stunning announcement was made at the World Space Congress in Houston that Laika had died only four hours into the flight of Sputnik 2 and she had died due to psychological stress and problems in the space capsule brought on by a failure of the insulating system. Oleg Kosenko, a leading member of the Soviet team who trained and put Laika into space, said at a news conference, The more time passes, the more I'm sorry about it. We did not learn enough from this mission to justify the death of the dog. Today, Laika is remembered over all other canine cosmonauts. Stamps have been printed in her honor. Present-day music groups bear her name. In 1997, a monument to the Soviet Union's fallen space heroes was erected at Star City, the Cosmonaut Training Center near Moscow. Peering from behind the cosmonauts is the image of a small mongrel dog, ears perked. It is Laika, the first of the fallen heroes to orbit Earth. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos. Thank you, Rayanne. You can get more Rayanne, Voice of the Animal at AnimalRadio.com. If you're following along on the home game of Animal Radio, go ahead, move your game piece forward one space. Dom DeLuise, he's on the way. He's a big bird lover. Also, five things your veterinarian won't tell you, we will. Or <laughs> Jan Resmussen will. That's all on the way. And remember to spay or neuter. Always adopt and never to claw. This is Animal Radio Network. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. 1-866-405-8405. She there on the line of... No stranger to Animal Radio and our good friend, dog expert, Jan Rasmussen, joining us. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. It's good to talk to you again. I forget. Where do you live? I live in San Diego. Yeah, beautiful weather there all the time. I was going to ask. <laughs> you shouldn't have Don't asked. Don't me because I live here. <laughs> well, I got you on the phone because I wanted to discuss the five things that your vet won't tell you. Now, we all endear, hopefully endear our vets, but there are people that call us on a regular basis, and they, they, first of all, they tell us things that I can't believe their vet would say, which leads us to believe that vets are like any other profession. Some are good. Some are bad, Right. Absolutely. So it's, some are horrible. Some are horrible. So you got to do you got to do a good job, other than just going through the yellow pages to pick your veterinarian. Let's just go down the five things that your vet won't tell you. Well, the first thing is that vets really don't know much about nutrition. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I, I walk know. right into their office, and the first thing I see is a, is a big display of uh, either science diet or royal canin food or something like that. There, and you're and, telling me they don't know anything about nutrition? Well, do you think they sell that and make money off of it? 
Oh, yes. okay. And how would you feel if you walked into your doctor's office and there was a whole line of products that you could buy to eat? Would you trust that your doctor was an expert in nutrition? <laughs> now, why aren't they? Isn't this something they learn? I can tell you that they're starting to learn a little bit now, but all of the vets that I've talked to, and I have talked to very many vets, have said that when they were in vet school, that most of the the nutrition courses were taught by pet food company vets who would come over and they would bring all their brands. Uh And uh, one one of my vets said that the only thing that she ever learned about nutrition in vet school was which one of these products she, she should give for which disease and not really about learning about what animals needed to grow and become healthy. Uh-huh. And she said the other thing that they did was take them out for pizza and, you know, kind of laugh them up and get them to be friends, and they give them free food for their own pets. Uh-huh. So that as soon as that they go into their own practice and they need to start making money, it's very natural for them to be friends with these pet food company reps. Yes. And for their own defense... For a long time, people didn't really think about dogs and cats as really needing nutrition. We just thought, well, you open a can and you throw it out, and this is the best stuff, and so don't think about it. So they didn't. It wasn't really till last year that people started to think about pet food nutrition uh, with the recall and all, it seems well, like. The three of us were thinking about yes. it a long time <laughs> ago and trying to get people to listen. But do you know that something like 75% of, of all people never even switched brands during the pet food, pet food recall? Mm. Oh, scary. Yes, that is. Okay, we're, we're, we're short on time here. We're with Jan Rasmussen. We're going through the five things that your vet won't tell you, and he won't tell you that he knows nothing about nutrition. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Unless they've taken special courses or done a lot of experimenting with their own animals, and they'll tell you that raw, food, raw feeding will kill dogs and, and that people are too stupid to feed animals. Okay, let's go to number two here. Okay. Multiple vaccines delivered at once are um, for the convenience of the vet and, and for us, but not for the health of our dogs. What do you mean? They could be detrimental for the dogs? They can be very detrimental to the dog's health. If you can imagine being out in nature and being accidentally um, exposed to up to seven vaccines that are uh, seven viruses at once. Can you imagine what that would do to your health? Well, no. Uh, wouldn't it be easier on the dog's end if they only had one vaccine compared to, to uh, three or four vaccines? Well, that's an excellent question, and the answer is yes. But the answer is also that the dog may or may not even need these vaccinations. For example, a lot of vets in the area here in San Diego um, vaccinate for leptospirosis, which is a disease of the wetlands and woodlands, which mm-hmm. is not something we really have here. We have, you know, hills and desert. And so a lot of dogs are getting these vaccines that are not only necessary or unnecessary for the dog, but that are very dangerous. That's a, um, a dangerous vaccine. It has lots of side effects, and it's not very effective. It doesn't protect against all of the strains of leptospirosis. Um, the Lyme disease is another one. Um, even Bordetella, which everybody thinks their dog needs. They've done studies in kennels where half the dogs got Bordetella and half of them didn't, and the same number got sick. So you really need to look at whether your dog or cat even needs that shot in the first place. We're with dog ex- expert Jan Rasmus in the book, Scared Poopless. Five things your vet won't tell you. That's where we're going down the list now. Five things your vet won't tell you. We've done number one. We've done number two. Here's number three. Okay. Most of your vet bills will come from easily prevented accidents 
or diseases detected too late. Now, vets used to, to tell us we needed yearly vaccines to get us into the office. Well, we didn't need the yearly vaccine, but you do need to go into the office to make sure that your dog isn't um, developing some disease. I give blood tests every year to, to my dogs, and now every six months as they're getting older. And I recommend that all people do that because the blood test is really the only way you can find out if an animal is becoming ill. They, they're really good at hiding uh, any particular illness because in nature they have to hide their illnesses or, or they become victims of prey. Oh, and the important thing is, is you don't want to wait until the until they're sick to get their blood test. You need a baseline to know where they started from. So you need to to start when they're healthy, right? You're absolutely right. And you also need to have your vet teach you how to to look for cancer, signs of cancer. And I have never met a vet that has taught taught their clients that. And yet, that's probably the most important um, thing to do during a wellness exam: look for signs of illness. Okay, I'm thinking Jan Rasmussen doesn't have a lot of vet friends, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Actually, I have a lot of vet friends, but most of them are more um, consider themselves holistic vets. Oh, okay. They look at the whole animal. I do not have the the big uh, conglomerate vets. Okay. <laughs> Five things your vet won't tell you. Number four. I do look over my shoulder occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, vets are influenced by pharmaceutical company mm. reps. And often um, profit financially from selling these these pet meds, um, and unless they take continuing education and really go out of their way, take time away from their practice and read and apprentice with holistic vets, they don't even know that there are safer alternatives out there. Mm. And one example I can give you of this is that my dog Jiggy has. Um, an immune-mediated liver disease that I believe was caused by a rabies vaccine. Mm. At any rate, the first thing they did was put him on prednisone, which is a corticosteroid, and then they started giving him other drugs. And I thought, well, if the disease doesn't kill him, these drugs are going to kill him. And that leads us to number five, the five things your vet won't tell you. That the cure may be worse than the disease. Yeah. And there are such sad stories about this. My, my other dog, Chicklet, uh, had knee surgery on both of her knees. Because little dogs tend to have floppy kneecaps, oh. it fixed her right knee. Really hurt her, so I figured, well, you know, we need to do the surgery. So we did the surgery, and it fixed the right knee, but now her left knee hurts her. Oh. So, and you know, the only alternative is more surgery. And also, every time you have surgery, you become more prone to arthritis. So, in order to fix the arthritis, I made her more prone to arthritis. You can learn a lot more in Jan Rasmussen's book, Scared Poopless, and her website, dogsfordogs.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Jan, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Good to talk to both of you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Creston. Of course, you know me as the amazing Creston. And you're listening to me on Animal Radio. Don't forget to spade and neuter those loved ones which we've bonded with our pets. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. 
For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's safe-guard.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. PetGadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, PetGadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Here's your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, hello, Dom. Hey, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Dom DeLuise joining us on Animal Radio. Where are you calling you today? Uh, I'm sitting in my breakfast room, and I'm looking at my fish tank with lots of fish. They're rolling some uh, frozen shrimp. Oh, wow. They're uh, spoiled. I have a bird, Charlie, and I have a bird named uh, uh, Pavarotti, and I have another bird named um, Chiquita. (laughs) Wow. And there's another bird named Banjo and Sparky. And those are my birds. What what, wow. what kind of birds are they? Well, they're all different kinds of birds. Yeah? The smallest ones used to smoke when they were bigger. They used to be eagles, and then they're, now they're little. Uh, see, listen, listeners. Yeah. Here's what I have. I have a uh, two ca- cockatiels, uh-huh. and they whistle amazingly, uh-huh. and they're fun. Then I have a little uh, banshee, a little, what do you call those, like a, a parakeet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he's a lo- lovely. He whistles a little bit, not much. <laughs> Did you teach him to whistle? No. Oh, my wife is a wonderful whistler. She actually <laughs> whistled in a, in a play called um, Once Upon a Mattress, so her whistle is true and right on the nose, you know. Mm-hmm. So my, I have one bird that whistles the, the theme, and this is not a joke, mm-hmm. to Gone with the Wind. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And wow. so when people hear it, they go, where is that coming from? You say, well, that's that's Sparky, you know. <laughs> well, now your first gig, your first paid gig, was uh, was as a dog, wasn't it? Yeah, Bernie's a dog. I got fifteen dollars a performance <laughs> plus a spaghetti dinner. Oh, so I was wow. very young, and I wore the strap on my head of the lower jaw, uh-huh. and then I put the head on, and then as I talked, I was able to move the jaw, you know. And it was Bernie's Christmas wish. And he wanted to be Santa Claus, and he at the end, the end 
he dressed up like Santa Claus, and my at that time my 65 year old mother came up to see me, and I said, "What do you think of the play? It was for children." And she said, "I felt bad when you barked." <laughs> Didn't like it. Well, she wanted me to you know do regular parts where you could see my face. Well, now if you're feeding your your fish shrimp this morning and you know that you're just a great cook. I got to think that you cook for your animals. Well, I can only tell you that if I have a hamburger, my my favorite bird, Charlie, mm-hmm. has the last two bites. Mm-hmm. He likes the burgers. Right. Now, are the birds the only pets you have? Uh, no, I also have a lovely wife that's very well trained. <laughs> she, she... I used to have a dog named Midnight for 16 years. We're very much fun. He would just stand in the front hall... If I opened the front door and he would stand there and his feet were on the ground and he would move his little tail so his whole body would gyrate back and forth <laughs> as he his tail was wagging. <laughs> and then finally I said, Come on. and then he'd run to the car. And one time I must have made a sound that sounded like, Come on. and he ran and got in the car and I said, I'm not going where he can go, but I drove all the way around the block. <laughs> And then I came back home, and he said, shortest ride I've ever been on, and went back in the house. I think animals enhance our lives. I, I want you to know that I was recently in a, in a place. There was a loose rug, and I slipped, and Charlie was on my shoulder, my, my oh, bird, no. Charlie. And uh, he, he's like a parrot, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he stayed with me for two hours because I, I had a problem getting up. And it wasn't until Carol came home. But he was with me, just stayed right there. Isn't it weird how they know? Oh, I was thrilled. I said, you know, my hat's off to, you know, I said, I'm in trouble. I said, but he didn't, he didn't, he should have called the fire department, (laughs) but he just stayed with me, you know. Which was pretty good. Oh, it was very flattering. I loved it. I just loved it for that. Do they have their SAG cards? Have they done any acting? No, but I want you to know that I get a lot of laughs with him because I uh, Charlie is wonderful. I I give him a kiss and he holds on to my index finger and then just lays down on my hand and I just talk to him and and he he like a dog he lays on my hand for when I say good morning and how are you and blah, 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 in, in his neck uh-huh. and then I, he lays in my left hand and his feet are up and he throws his head way back. So I say to him, when you made love to the eagle this morning, how did you feel right after? And he puts his head down as if he's exhausted, you know. And I pick him up by his tail and kiss him. Uh-huh. And if I wrap him in a dish towel, I, I, I breathe into the dish towel, you know. And then I put him, uh, if I have an apron on, you know, under my apron in the front. And he stays there and I grab him gently. And then when I open the the dish towel. He's still there, waiting for more. He thinks it's a ride on, in Disneyland. He doesn't know I'm mistreating him. You know? yeah. But he loves to just. Uh, if I'm in bed, Charlie will lay down. Really? In a in a in in a, in a between two pillows and just stay there. I talk to him and I can spend three hours with him. And he just is. Uh, Does Charlie think he's human? I don't know what he thinks, but he knows that I. I own him, and he owns me, and mm. we love each other. I have a stick that looks like a dowel, and it's maybe two and a half feet long. Very long stick that he could perch on. Mm-hmm. But also, I started to turn it one day, and Charlie let go with his feet and held on with his beak. So I turn him in the air, <laughs> and he holds on with his beak. Well, people scream. 
they, you know, they said they think, well, how did you get him to do that? I said, you know, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. He just, you know what I mean? If you have a toothpick in your mouth and Charlie tries to get it, uh-huh. you have to say, don't you touch my toothpick. <laughs> and it becomes a trick, you know. Uh-huh. He is so much fun. I can't tell you. I have a picture here, and I'm not sure if this is Charlie. Uh, I think sort of is. an orange head and green uh, wings. That's it. That's Charlie. Oh, yeah. you've got him. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to post this on the website for listeners to see at animalradio.com. I understand that there's people who have amazing birds. I mean, uh, there's one that was once owned by Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. and, wow. and he talks in the voice of Winston Churchill. Can you imagine? <laughs> see, they live so long uh-huh. that it's, it's well, extraordinary to get their... Uh, they could outlive you. Anybody yeah, well, they could outlive possible. any. They could outlive me. They could outlive anybody. They're, they sometimes they live like what eighty years. Yeah, they live a long time. Parrots live a long time. Well, how fun for you! Well, you know something. Somebody recently had a bird that they bought with the cage and everything, and they said the bird was absolutely vicious and biting people. And uh, they said, "Well, you know." Call Don DeLuise because he <laughs> likes birds and he's good with them. So I, I saw, I met the bird, uh-huh. and um, the people that, that owned it were frightened of it, and it was a, a, a nipper. Mm. So I tell you, for two months I didn't, I didn't even raise my hand toward him. I just had the cage there. If he wanted to come out, he could come out. Uh-huh. But I did not put my hands near him. So I wanted him to know he was safe. And that I didn't expect anything from him. Uh-huh. Well, now he's he's darling. He's changed wow. his ways. Yeah, yeah, because he he wants to be with me, and uh, you know, he, I, I said the word up, and he goes. So every time he, you want him to lift his leg, <laughs> I I put my hand just onto his beak, and I say up, and he beneath and he jumps. If I say up, wow. up, up, he'll go from hand to hand, and you know, I can stroke him now, kiss him. Those the birds that I hear whistling in the background? Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. In fact, uh, Charlie is is a room away. You know, uh-huh. they 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 when Charlie gets a bath, sometimes all day. I mean, every day I give them a bath. Now you listen to this. I'm saying it wrong. Once a week I give them all a bath. Mm-hmm. That's why I said every every one of the birds gets a bath. Uh-huh. So I usually trim them their wings a little bit, and then I. They, they get wrapped in a towel after their bath, which is in the front of the sink, right in the kitchen. And then I caress them with a towel and just kind of talk nice to them as I'm gently rubbing them with the towel. And they close, they close their eyes and they say, do what you will. <laughs> you know, they're, just, they're so happy. They're so happy to get their little sponge bath. And Charlie, when, you, when the water goes on them, you make sure that it's in a sprinkling, you know, mode. And I tell you, it is absolutely thrilling to hear him whistle a happy tune <laughs> in the shower while he's getting his shower. Yeah. Wow. How wonderful. How wonderful that sounds. It's, it's, it's just the scene that you set for yes. me is relaxing and serene. Yeah. You know, the, the lovely thing is that you can scare him, you know, if the bell rings and he's laying on his back, you know, on, on my placemat. And I'm, and I'm just rubbing his neck a little bit, you know, bring, and he goes, wait, wait a minute, there's someone's at the door. <laughs> you know, he will get up, you know. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us. Are we, should we look, be looking for anything, any TV, any uh, uh Well, every every Saturday there's a, 
is your show like national? It is national. We're on 93 markets. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, every Saturday morning at 7.30, California time, I do a recipe on a show called On the House with Jim and Morris Carey. And it's all about how you can fix your roof or do your windows or, you know. And then I do a recipe every, every week. And I've been doing it for 12 years. You've been doing this for 12 years? Yeah. What channel is it on? But then you can also go to my my website, domdeluise.com. www.domdeluise.com. And, of course, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. What channel is uh, is your show on in Saturday Well, it's on different ones. But if you go on your on the on the Internet, you, 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 you get all the info on there. the house, you'll track it down by on the house. Keeping you busy with the birds. We're glad you love your birds so much. Dom, thank you for joining us today. Hey, I had a lot of fun. You know, when people come to my house for dinner or lunch, I always ask them if I can take Charlie out and show them, you know. Mm-hmm. Most most of the time they say, oh, yes. Sometimes they say, well, I'm afraid of birds. I say, well, he ain't going to bother you. But after they see him, they go, you know, that's 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 sweet. Because they, they have, some people are afraid that they're going to be bitten. Sure, they. but you change their mind, don't you? I do indeed. Good for you. And Charlie, by the way, is very friendly to to everybody. I go I go to schools, and I do a little show with him. You know, yes. I have a magic little thing that looks like I'm going to serve you a chicken, huh? and it's empty. And then I Charlie's in the cover, and then I take it out. And they go, ah, oh, ah, you know. And then they all can take pictures with Charlie. Oh, how wonderful! And, uh, I have a great time sharing him with the world. Well, we thank you for sharing him with us. All right, have a great day. All my love. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, I'm Vladi, and today with the magic of the duck wizard, I will be helping you to fix any of your trouble pets who are taking you for a walk, bark nonstop, jumping on you, you name it. And as always is here on Animal Radio, please give us a call at one 405 8405 Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every week. Also streaming online 24-7 at AnimalRadio.com. And very proud to have the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, joining us from a live link connection to Michigan, believe that or not. Where in Michigan are you, Vlade? I'm I'm uh, in the Metro Detroit area, not in the Detroit, in the Metro Detroit, in right. the prestigious part of the Michigan. Right in the heart of the city there. What is that, Judy? No, I cannot be in the heart of the city because in the heart of the city, shotgun is like a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vlade, I'm getting a lot of calls from women, and they don't have dogs or dog questions. They want to meet you. They see you just put out yes. the word a few minutes ago. You know, ago. a lot of people think I have. You know, some people think my success is related to my blue Russian big eyes, but I don't, I don't think this way. It may be partially Judy, but uh-huh. I think my success is mostly based on my reputation. People in Michigan knows me on the streets. They stop me, get autographs. And uh, because I am famous for turning most unruly and notorious canines in this area into the peaceful Pucci and canine angels, I do it routinely. But um, uh, you're right. The females are my um, major clientele. And let me tell you why. Because behavior problem in dogs, it's never a problem for their husbands because their husband's never home. <laughs> so when the dog's becoming alpha terrorist and basically tell apart this poor ladies, you know, they're so busy. They need to take care of the kids and those dogs, which they most of them, they bought for their kids and I was stuck with them uh-huh. themselves. So they call me to rescue them from their own dogs. <laughs> so when I start to my lessons, you know, it's very interesting, Judy. I, I, it's time of confession now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yeah, I've been listening. Uh, hopefully just nobody else. Uh, and uh, and what uh, what happening is some of them start to cry after the second, third lesson. And I ask them, say, uh, Mary, why are you crying? I mean, did I offend you? No, Vladi. You just, we just realized that the behavior problem uh, with dogs, which we're dealing with, is just symptoms in my life. Uh, I think I'm so unsuccessful uh, in the relationship with this pet for the same reason I'm so unsuccessful in the relationship with my with the humans. Ah. So what, in other words, what's happening is behavior problem in dogs are just symptoms of the problem. A lot of my clients, ladies, uh, got themselves into the big trouble in the relationship with the humans as well because they did not follow the simple rules to live in any pet. Vladi teach my female clients how to become alpha females in the man-eat-man world. Ah. I teach them stand up for themselves. Yes, uh, hell, you know, you maybe now hate me for this and, you know, <laughs> feel sorry you put me on the air, but I'm enjoying right now talking to my clientele and you are not my clientele. Oh, so you're so, right. Yeah, so so I gotta tell you, uh, yeah, because a lot of my, my you know, the male's uh, husband's approach, can you teach my wife to play dead and roll over? I say, ah, ah, ah. That's it. You are not my clientele. So, in other words, I teach my females stand up for themselves in any relationship. I basically tell them, listen, Mary, your husband, your boyfriend, or your child is no better than your puppy. You see, testing and challenging is the natural part of being human or the dog. And every leash has two ends. If you don't pick one end, somebody will pick another end. Today it's your dog, tomorrow it's co-worker, your husband, your boyfriend, whatsoever. So what, what you're saying to... here, Vlad, is that your lessons apply to real life, right? Exactly. A lot of my clients, they become better managers, better um, uh, succeed in their business and such and such because I exchange them trade value for value. I tell them, if you give a lot to your kids, your husbands, your boyfriends, expect a lot as well. But a lot of my ladies gave a lot to everyone and expected nothing in return. And I'm explaining them, this is the wrong way to run any relationship. Hey, let's go to the phones. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Uh, hi, it's Glenn. 
a, I got to point this out. I got to point this out, Vladdy. It appears to be a male I, I know. I, on the phone. I, hopefully he's not there from FBI or KGB. Okay. All right. Hi, Vladdy. Okay, you are with the world famous, Vladdy. Go ahead. Okay. I, I have a, a Shih Tzu. He's oh, really he's a, a, a cute dog. Uh, got okay. extra long legs. Shih Tzu legs. is a Republican dog. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know. He's short haircut. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, he's very friendly when I'm walking him with female all the dogs or a male? in the neighborhood. Uh, a male. Moment, okay. And uh, he's uh, he's very friendly. Uh, however, uh, if we're in front of my house and another dog walks by, he will leap off the table. He will run out of the door. He'll chase this dog, and it doesn't matter if the dog's twice his size. He'll run after it and attack. Yeah, little dog. dog with the big attitude. Okay. You know, this is type of the problems I'm dealing daily, and I, my one question right now, additional question will cl clarify for me, like, you know, I need to be like analytic KGB, uh, you know, agent, I need to give you certain questions. I need just one question from you, and I will draw complete picture. Okay. Right? What is that picture would be? If ever, you know, if you had chance... Even once to let your little shih tzu to be with another dog. In other words, if it's happening all the time on the leash, or it's may maybe one day you just let the dog go, and when was last time, and what happened after that? Um, you mean if I just let him go and he's not on the leash? Yes. Sorry for my doglish <laughs> or rushlish. Um, well, he's pretty friendly. I think it really has okay, to do with, that's with it. around the house. That's it. That's it. I got it. So what is my great suspicions? And, and trust me, I am a, I am a positive, I, I guess, a 99.9% .9 what I'm talking about right now. Because your case is not unique. Uh, you have a freedom frustration or leash aggression multiplied by territorialities. So what you need to do, what, if I were you, I would first start with teaching your dog walk on the loose leash without pulling. Because guess what? Focus your dog on you and your dog will not be focused on something else. Because you cannot do two things at the same time. And once he is focusing on you, he cannot focus on another dog. He will ignore another dog and eventually will like them if you will give him some American cheese or Russian kalbasa, which is much better. <laughs> of course, Russians, the stuff better. But anyway, so... What I would do, uh, and I would like to do some gift for you. I'm going to send you for absolutely no charge. All that you need to do just to give you information to the producer, my uh, DVD, which is called Obedience for Life, uh, the only United States patent painting dog training method for no charge. You're going to get it because by using these techniques, you would be able to teach your dog to walk, and not just this, a lot of things, uh, really, really quickly. I was focusing on teaching your dog to walk and ignoring other dogs. Once I achieved that part of the uh, of the um, uh, of the solution, I would be moved to another part, which is I would put your dog back in the crate, and I will in your home, and I will invite another dogs in my house. So if your dog go bark through the crate, you need to smack that crate with your right hand. Don't raise your hand. You don't want to scare. You want to startle. Move forward sharply. Say ah. 
with no $2 ticket for speed violation. Quick, straight to the point, enough to laugh and look and smile and say, good boy, if, when he stops barking and give him cheese. And let the dogs run around and your dog should be quiet. Once he will be quiet in this way, just let him go. He will be wonderful, wonderful pooch. Hey, it's remind me another case. I just enter in another, in another household and uh, gosh, that dog, also little Shih Tzu, it was a much worse case. He was barking like, like AK-47 downtown Beirut, you know. And I asked that guy, listen, put this, put this heck of leash on this dog because he was running around trying to snap me. And that guy, that guy put you. you it's a, it's a really. I mean, sometimes reality is the stranger than fiction. That guy put on his hands heavy-duty grill gloves. You know, I looked around, I mean, since right now, winter in Michigan, you know, and um, I said, are we going to do, do grill? And he said to me, no, this is a little bitch is biting me for seven years straight. You know, it was a seven years old or eight years old Shih Tzu, and I'm not going to tolerate anymore. That's why I called you. You know, can you imagine seven years that little Shih Tzu was biting him? He needed to put a heavy padded grill glove. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I will give you your answers for any your problem dog, even for your dog. Got some fun email about a dog that says "I love you." One of your favorite breeds, the Boston Terrier. <laughs> oh, I, I want actually, him. I have the audio, and we'll play it in just a few minutes, okay. and you can decide if this dog is really saying "I love you." Also, uh, the Weekly World News reporting that. Uh, well, cats and dogs <laughs> taking up smoking, no cigarette way. smoking. We'll get to the bottom of that. We also get email here at uh, yourvoice at animalradio.com. We got an email. It was a forward of a real audio clip of a Boston Terrier <laughs> saying, I love you. And we get, we get stuff like this all the time. And sometimes they say, I love you, and sometimes they don't. And I'm going to actually let you decide whether or not this uh, Boston Terrier is saying, I love you. And by the way, we posted this clip up at animalradio.com so you can uh, review it over and over. Can we bring the music down a little bit? Good. Here it is. What do you think? <laughs> I think he does. I'm sorry. That dog is saying, I love you. It's clear to me. <laughs> if you have a talented pet, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to showcase your pet's talent. Here's some talented pets that I'm not real, real happy about what they're so talented about. This comes out of the Weekly World News, which and is if, my only reliable source of... If you read it there, it's got to be true. Yes. What would Smokey say is uh, the, the title of the article. It's about... The cigarette companies, and they have found uh -huh. a brand new untapped market. Your pets. What? Faced with dying customers and restrictive laws and lawsuits from smokers who get sick from using their products, cigarette companies have been on the desperate search for new customers. Oh, my new customer base. Now they believe they found it. We're targeting pets, says Nicole <laughs> Graham, a spokeswoman for the Smoking Gun and Alliance of Cigarette Companies. The days of the dog fetching your pipe and the slippers, they're over. It's an exciting new market with no downside, says Graham. Animals like cigarettes. We used to give them to monkeys when we were testing nicotine addiction, and uh, it couldn't keep the little fellows away from the stuff. They, they got addicted to it, which is kind of sad. Uh, Graham listed some of the other advantages of having cats and dogs. 
smoke. Well, pets don't care whether or not cigarettes are bad for them. Hey, this is what they're saying, okay? Oh, my gosh. Smokers are tired of being ostracized by the non-smoking community. They would love to have someone non-judgmental to kick back and share a smoke with. Uh, pets don't exhibit, um, you know, the effects of smoking. You know, they, they the natural dog and cat breath covers smokers' breath. And you don't know if they're just winded or simply panting, really, if, you're, <laughs> if your dog or cat is smoking. They, they also don't go through the annoying agony of trying to quit. Because they have a shorter lifespan. They'll probably die from something other than cancer. Uh, also, pets can't sue. These uh, There's a picture here. I'm going to post this picture on the website so you can see this cat with a cigarette in his mouth. It's, it's it's just not right, folks. So if you can't smell it on your cat's breath, you you know your cat might be a smoker if he coughs up black hairballs and your cat is white. <laughs> you, you, you know, your cat might be a smoker if you find cigarette butts in your ashtray and you don't smoke. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Vinny Penn here, party animal on Animal Radio. Speaking of parties, why not talk about the Genesis Awards, a heck of a party that took place on Saturday, March 29th, at the International Ballroom of the Beverly Hilton Hotel. This, of course, is the Humane Society's annual opportunity to uh, award people for, for their work in the animal industry. But at the same time, it's hard not to look at it as just another stroke fest for celebrities. Do we need more awards? I mean, this past weekend, I saw the, the Kids' Choice Awards. There are the Blockbuster Awards. It can only be described as disconcerting to read the line, the Sid Caesar Comedy Award goes to Jim Belushi's series, According to Jim. This immediately begs the, the first question. According to Jim is still on the air Never mind the fact that the words comedy award and according to Jim should never be in the same sentence. But I guess it's for a particular episode in which Jim ha has a pay. I, I really don't know. And I really don't care. It's just another opportunity to run a ticker tape across the bottom of according to Jim for probably the only award it'll ever win outside of a People's Choice Award, perhaps for his wife. 
we of course do want to see the humane society doling out awards to uh, deserving folks but it, it does it does make you scratch your head and ponder why or where, rather, the radio people are, those who are spending valuable airtime drawing attention to the plight of animals, to uh, the overcrowding in animal shelters, uh, never mind turning around and giving Jim Belushi an award. CBS Evening News with Katie Couric, for multiple segments, they did get uh, an, an award. I'm sure that was deserving but again, it feels as if the Genesis Awards are dangerously close to giving Pet Owner of the Year. Pig Owner of the Year, and the nominations are Luke Perry and George Clooney. And the winner is... George Clooney, Pig Owner of the Year. Where the self-deprecating Mr. Clooney will get up and and and, and talk about his love for his pig and, and how he's... Uh, how non-committal he is otherwise uh, and next up small dog owner of the year nicest sweater purchase the nominees are paris hilton nicole ritchie or jessica alba and the winner is for her diamond encrusted v-neck three thousand dollar sweater that reads my owner made a sex tape paris hilton I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Okay, so I'm going to tell listeners, I came in this morning, you thought that I was wearing this tan stuff, this instant tan lotion. Uh-huh. It's actually orange body paint that I'm wearing. <laughs> is that what it is? And that's what it is. And here, I want you to check out what I had done over the weekend. I had this tattoo right here. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, uh, as you can see, it's bright orange. Yes, it's, it is. It has the ASPCA logo. Very um, cool. Because I'm endeared to them. They've been around, what, 100 and, is it 142 years? Unbelievable. Oh gosh. I have food in my refrigerator. It's not as long as the food in the refrigerator, but that's a long <laughs> time for any organization to be around whatsoever, doing great work for the animals. And we have top dog Ed Sarris joining us. Hi, Ed. How you doing? Hi, Hal. Very good. Would you please explain to Judy why I have this orange paint all over my body? Please. <laughs> Along with the Empire State Building, you're going orange for animals. Yes. April 10th is ASPCA Day, and we have lots of people around the country Dressing their pets in orange and even people doing what you're doing, which I haven't really heard of that yet, but you're the first. We'll send pictures, okay? How can we celebrate? Obviously, uh, the Empire State Building, a big building, uh, is going to look very beautiful in orange, I think. But on this side of the country over here, how can we celebrate 142 years of the ASPCA? Well, there's the celebration part, and literally people are doing things like you're doing. I mean, they're doing orange things in the schools and, and having children come in and show show their pets with little orange ribbons on them or orange leashes or things like that. I mean, just token things, raising funds for either a local organization or the ASPCA here in New York. But literally around the country, back to the buildings, uh, you know, we have Sears Tower, the Empire State Building, Niagara Falls, L.A. Coliseum. I mean, all kinds of people doing all scales of celebration for uh ASPCA being the oldest humane organization in the United States. What is Niagara Falls going to be doing? Somehow they get orange into that water. Really? And they send us photos, so it's, it's really amazing. Oh, very, wow. very, very cool. Okay, you ought to be in pictures. What, what is this about? Uh, you can take pictures of what how you're celebrating uh, ASPCA Day 
in your town or in your school or in your area and uh, send those pictures into us and then we'll do a special award for a trip to New York City and all kinds of special things that we'll, uh, we'll have you do when you get here. And all the details at ASPCA.org slash ASPCA Day. And of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. And we appreciate you joining us today. Happy 142nd birthday. <laughs> That's great. Thanks so much, Hal. Well, that's all we have time for this week. And Hal, you can cover up that tattoo now. Well, you don't like that? <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> Put my pants back on, right? Yes. <laughs> Remember, we are streaming online 24-7. All week, you can get your Animal Radio fix or on your cell phone. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627. All the details at AnimalRadio.com. And remember to please spay and neuter. Don't declaw and always adopt. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.